Is a Husky podcast. I'm Trevor. I'm Jake. And we're like Joe and Sal. <laughs> In practice of the Jokers. <laughs> <laughs> In our pre-pod, we, we spend a lot of time before the podcast talking. Uh, we talked for approximately four minutes and we talked about Impractical Chokers almost the entire time. <laughs> it's such a good show. It, it really is. Uh, so you're Sal, right? Um, and I'm the fat, bald, old guy. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like, I don't know. I, I I identify with Joe a lot in the fact that not a lot can embarrass me. Yeah, I identify with Murr a little bit with how terrified he is of heights. <laughs> so apparently, that's a twenty-three and me thing as well. I my my parents both did it, and it said that my genes have a higher tendency of being afraid of heights. So there you go. That's a thing. Apparently it is. Okay. So that's, uh, there you go. There you go. We could talk about that all day. Uh, there's nothing funnier I've ever seen in entertainment than when Sal gets the Jaden Smith tattoo on his leg. <laughs> it's the, it's the greatest moment on television history. Absolutely. I can't, I have never laughed cried and hurt so bad as i did in that moment it, next time you and me make a bet it will be for tattoos dude and, i don't even have a tattoo and you will be getting a willow smith tattoo <laughs> <laughs> You'll get, you're gonna get carlton or the the butler from that show i can't remember. oh gosh i i'm in i'd do it just to do it all right all right we'll do it i'm doing the carlton while he's doing the dance that makes sense. Why would you do anything else? Right. Yeah. So Washington had a uh, a, a Washington-style win on Saturday against Oregon State. They got up big. They got out to a big lead. And then they went absolutely vanilla for the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chris Peterson does not care about the spread. And he has shown that time and time and time again. And as long as he's the coach here, as good as a team that they will have in the future, he'll never play his guys to cover a spread because he doesn't care. And he doesn't, he doesn't want to run up scores either. I mean, they were up 28 to three after the first quarter and they sat on the ball for three quarters. Yeah. Yeah. He, I think that's what I like about him so much is that he he's not giving into the uh, I guess I would say East Coast bias where any team from the West Coast needs to go out and beat teams by 30 or 40 points because he doesn't care what you think about his team as long as his team goes out and takes care of business the way that he feels like they should they'll be just fine yeah you think about that Stanford game against uh, Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. When yeah. Jim Harbaugh uh, took a cheap shot and ran up the score a little bit on the Pete Carroll-led SC Trojans, really yeah. ushering that SC program out of prominence. And uh, was, you know, was, Pete Carroll goes up to him and goes, what's your deal, man? He goes, yeah. what's your deal? <laughs> yeah. That was Harbaugh's response. What's your deal? Yeah. 
What do you I mean? Drink whole I... milk and not chicken. <laughs> what do you mean? What's my deal? I just asked you the same question. <laughs> right. Like yeah. you just answered a question with a question, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It was beautiful, but you know that's never been Washington it, under Chris Peterson. It's never been a thing to run up a score, and you know it's it's a it's a classy thing to do. It makes second halves of games against Oregon State really boring. Yeah. You get to yeah. see a lot of guys on defense though that got uh that got some playing time because of that uh massive lead. I mean a lot of a lot of people recorded stats in this game. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Which is good to see. You want to get your young guys in there while you can to get them as much ex- exposure against Pac-12 talent. Bar none, you know, albeit it's Oregon State. Yeah. But you need to get them out on the field and get those jitters out of there, you know? Yeah. And there was some guys, you know, it was senior day and there was some walk-on defensive players that got to get some playing time in. That was really nice to see. But then we saw a lot of true freshmen get some playing time because of the new rule. They're able to play. Yeah. Uh, Jackson Sermon got in the game. Um, Sam Taimani was in. Don yep. Hampton. Where's another one on here? Uh, there's even some. Yep, to MJ Tafisi, Joe Tryon, all these guys that don't necessarily get a ton of playing time, got to see the field. To, uh, yeah, on Saturday. Yeah. And it, and anybody that played, I mean, they they made tackles. I mean, Taimini made two. Tafisi made two. Yeah. It's cool to see. I I love getting those guys in there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And on the offensive side, like, you know, a lot of guys, they they got out, looked like they could score at will. And then in that second half, it was just so vanilla that the offense really couldn't get going. And that's kind of by design. Uh, it annoys me a little bit when Miles Gaskin's having a great day and then, you know, he's getting hit behind the line uh, because everybody – even people that are outside of the stadium looking at the score know they're just going to run a, a counter. Yeah. And you got, you know, you got your offensive line blocking 11 guys because everybody knows what's going to happen. Yeah. It, I mean, why wouldn't you? Right. You know, I, I, I mean, sure, you could take the shot, but if you're up 21, you, have, you know, why? Why would you do that? And like you said last week, Jonathan Smith is a Chris Peterson guy, so Chris Peterson is not going to go out there and embarrass him. No. And and it's funny because he says that he hates running up the score. And you look at it, and him and uh, the previous coach at Oregon. Helfrich. Helfrich. They were on same coaching staffs together. And he said he tried not to run the score up, and I I, I was there. He wasn't. The, the holes were so big, the running backs had no choice but to run. Yeah. Um, and that's why the score got so out of hand that, in Eugene that day. Uh, but Oregon State, bless their hearts, they uh, they plugged holes and uh, they were able to make plays to, you know, it. on paper it looks like it was a closer game, a 19-point game. Uh, we all know that that game was never in doubt from about, the second offensive series for Washington when they went up by two scores, you knew the game was over. Yeah. I mean, the the way that Washington moved the ball, the first three possessions of the game, 
you knew that if it came down to it, we were going to move the ball. Right. If, if, if Oregon State reeled us in just enough that it got a little bit interesting, we were not going to just sit on them and run the ball. Chris Peterson would have he would have came out and just let Jake toss on him. And it, Oregon State made a play on defense. I think they got a turnover. And their players lost their mind. And they were kind of – I think it was their second touchdown that they were getting. And their players – I mean, I get it. You, you know, you want to get pumped up and you want to win and you want to try your best. But you're getting shellacked. <laughs> yeah. And and or and Washington's just trying to sit on you. And you're out here pumping fists and running and jumping. Bro, c- calm down. Yeah, I um I saw some of that as well in the second half where they would get a, a tackle for loss and they were they were pumping fists and bumping chests and doing all sorts of stuff. I thought it was a little uh a little weird. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it happened. I mean, I, I understand. You got cele- to celebrate. Yeah. I, I get it. Positive. Yep. I totally, totally understand. I, I would have taken I, an exception to it if I was on the field. I guess the, I'm just a grumpy old guy now. Uh Oh, like I'm like, I'm like, get off my porch guy. Uh Oh, what? You're get off the porch guy now. <laughs> yeah. I know <laughs> like, that you, so you you moved, but you used to live in in um in the suburbs, and I know that <laughs> multiple times you shook your fist at the young people who drove through <laughs> too, too fast on your road. Hence, why I don't live in the suburbs anymore. Hey, hey slow down! Kill <laughs> your present. There are kids in this neighborhood. Go on now, get home. <laughs> go on now, get. Oh, I'm gonna go find your father. Dude, there was yeah, yeah. There were multiple times I had to yell at a little girl to stop climbing on my truck. I am get off my porch, guy. Yeah, I accept it. I'm, I, you know, like like I said, that's why I bought property that so nobody is on my property. There you go. <laughs> One is the loneliest number. So <laughs> y- there you go. That, I mean, no truer words have been spoken. <laughs> But here's the question. So you're a get off my porch guy now. Okay. You're crotchety. Not now. Not now. <laughs> you're you're crotchety. Uh, you don't like the celebration, or what don't you like? Yeah, man. I mean, I don't like celebrating when you're getting. When I play basketball, if I'm losing by forty, I go out and get a dunk. I'm I'm not running down the court with my fists up in the air, getting all pumped up, going and chest bumping my teammates. Because we're getting shellacked, we are get we are getting our butts handed to us, and I'm pissed off. I'm right. not out there celebrating, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I would. Uh, I don't care what what I was down by. If if I'm making a lane, I'm slapping that glass. You dig? <laughs> bang out. <laughs> so that's as close as I get to a bang out. I'll give a good slap. I'll cup the hand so it sounds real good on the backboard. I can't that's, do it anymore, but I you used can to. you can slap the backboard all you want, but are you coming back down the court like you know no, pull, no. pulling like a I, I don't even know who. 
I used to. Do you remember Darnell Gant? He used to do like yeah, the man. dove when he would dunk. Yeah, he would run down the court and like dove it up and then spread the arms. I just did it. This is a podcast; nobody could see it. But <laughs> Darnell maybe... Gant was like the most non. I, I I don't even know how to describe that guy. You like, know, he, he was, was the most influential basketball player you dubs ever had. Like he's a household in... name, but you know, what did he do? He dunked a couple times. He did the dove. He was on some really good teams. And he was just there. You know, he was going to be the first Washington player to ever go to four NCAA tournaments. And then Tony Roten couldn't hit a freaking free throw. Yeah, well, that happens. Yeah, first that, team to win that, the Pac. I think it was still the Pac-10 at the time, wasn't it? And yeah. uh, first team to win the win a major major conference and not go to the champion uh go to the NCAA tournament. That was well, the Darnell Gantt year. We got that going for us. We are down a rabbit hole. Let's get back Yeah, we are. Yeah. Football, huh? I yeah. Mean, this game is hard to hard to talk about really because it was it was a boring game. Um, you, you know what I wasn't very happy with? Uh no. The, I mean we said it before the game but the run defense. Holy cow. Yeah. They they had almost 150 rushing yards on us. That Oregon State offense is is above average average to above yeah. average. They can run the ball. Yeah. But we know that they can run the ball. We yeah. knew that they could run the ball. We know that and contrary to what you thought last week, they can't throw the ball. Jake Luton no. is horrible. And yeah, and he was benched. Yeah, I, the guy can't hit the broadside of a barn. Yeah, he looked really bad. He made me look really stupid. Yeah. He guy, wasn't uh, the first, and he will not be the last. Yeah, right. Uh, but we knew they could run the entire time, and they kept running all over us. Yeah. I mean, not all over us, but they I mean, they, they got some yards on us. And I wasn't very happy to see that, knowing that Oregon State is a strong rushing team and that they're probably a top five or four rushing attack in the Pac-12. They're one of the better offenses. The problem with them is that is the wor- one of the worst defenses I have ever seen in the Pac-12. And I've been watching the Pac-12 closely for like 10 years. This is one of the worst. Yeah, they cannot tackle. No. I mean, they can't, I would they can't cover see- or tackle. I would love to see, you know, like those boppos, like the, the thing that you punch and it goes down and comes back up. Yeah. I, I'd love to watch the 2018 Oregon State Beavers try to tackle that thing at the same time the 2017 UCLA Bruins tried to tackle that thing. I who, mean, those, those who, two defenses. Who wins that? So, who wins that battle? Jim Mora? I don't know, dude. I mean, he looks angry at least. Those are that's the two worst defenses between, I've ever seen. Okay, yeah, but who wins that battle between UCLA and Oregon State this year? Who who has the better defense between the two? I I'm going to say Oregon State does. Yeah, me too. Just because UCLA's run defense was like second to last in all of Division One football. <laughs> UCLA, like Oregon State, knew we were going to run the ball, so they packed the box full of eleven and they stopped us from running the ball. UCLA they like nine times that year. UCLA knew we were running the ball, packed the box, and we still <laughs> ran all over them. That's yeah. how bad oh. they were. Oh, that was such a fun game. It was just 
you can't stop us. Could you imagine being a UCLA fan? Like, uh, ah, no. I'm going to turn this game off because they're going to chunk me for seven yards every single time. I know it. So let's uh, let's move on from Oregon State because well, there's not really a uh, time to MVPs. MVPs, Miles Gaskin, 135 yards. Yeah. Okay. I can't. I mean, I I can't argue that. I'll say Browning because he went for 242 and three touchdowns. Didn't, oh, yeah. did, did, wasn't it weird that Gaskins only ended up with one touchdown? But in the first – Yeah. Like the first like three drives, he got us there, and then Ackman poached two of them. Right, yep. I'm like, what? It's senior day, and you're, you're taking away touchdowns. Like, that's from... kind of annoying, right? <laughs> I was getting a little perturbed by it. I was like, yeah. I think maybe you should leave Miles in. Wait, here's the real MVP of the game. Listen to this stat line. 50% completion percentage, one of two. Negative 14 yards. <laughs> Jay Kaner. Hold on, it gets better. One carry for negative nine yards. So bad. <laughs> That's a net total of negative 23 yards. <sighs> Man, That's bad. See, and, and and I would love to know the reason behind this, but you know, it's kind of what we talked about the other day, uh, last last pod. You know, you want to see Jake Browning come out in the late third quarter to a standing ovation, take out Miles Gaskin with the that kind of you know the next play, Caleb McGarry, get him out of there. Why don't you keep running a semblance of an offense with with your young guys? I. Uh- because they Turn know that into a JV game in but, the, in the fourth quarter. Because they know that Hayner's not the future. Yeah, but you still give them that time to be able to say, "Yeah, I got some. I got to play." Well, he you did know, get I to play. Yeah, but I mean, there's more. Uh, what, do you, what? What was your career? Uh, I came in and I dominated North Dakota, and then I went in and I lost the Cal game. Yeah, and then let them play, dude. It's an experience. That's did, what they're uh, there for. <laughs> did, did you see the QBRs between the two? No. Jake, Jake's QBR was 97.5. Jake Hayner's was 0. 0.1. <laughs> 0. 0.1? 0.1. That's positive, baby. <laughs> I don't think you can get a negative QBR, bro. I think well, 0. 0.1 is he, probably the worst. He worked hard at, at getting uh, 0. 0.1. I'll tell you 0. that. 0.1. Holy cow. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, that's just my thought. Like, let him play a little bit. I always thought that in some of those games where Carter Samuels came in, I always thought it would be a good idea to let him throw the ball a little bit more than they did. But I'm not a I'm not a coach making millions of dollars. Sure. How about so, uh, how about your defensive MVP? My defensive MVP, man. There's a lot of them that you can go with. I know. I already got mine. Don't don't you pick it. Why don't you go first? Because I don't really have one other ben- than Greg Jones. Benning Potawai. Yeah, he had himself a nice little game, yeah. huh? Five tackles, four solo, one sack, two That's tackles right, yeah. for loss. Yeah. That's killer. He yep. – we had two sacks on the day, and he had one of them. You know who had the other one? I do because I'm looking at it. Uh, why don't you tell the group? Miles Bryant. Your guy. I, yeah, dude. I mean, those those two guys I picked early in the year to be studs. and Yeah. You know, Miles Bryant got torched in one play. Yeah, yeah, he did. He he had to chase the chase the guy down. Defensive backroom next year is going to be a lot. It's going to look different with Jordan Miller moving on and 
Byron Murphy, if he sticks around, that would be shocking because that guy's a first-round draft pick. Um, you're going to – and then JoJo leaving and, and – Possibly leaving, Taylor was, Rapp. I'm I'm going to put it in a 90% chance that Taylor Rapp is not back. I was listening to a interview that he had with uh, somebody on the Chris Peterson show, and they were I, – I was like, oh, he, he was talking about how he just got into the business school at, at UW. And he told the story about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, if he's in the business school, he'll come back for his senior year. No problem. And they said, well, when are you going to graduate from the business school? He goes, this spring. Oh. See you later. Bye-bye. Why would, why would you come back? You got your degree. Yeah. You graduated. And you're going to be a top. I mean, he's going to go in the top two rounds as well. Yeah. There's I mean, no he's, reason to come back. He's going to be a top three safety. You'd think so. Um, I don't know the safeties off the top of my head and the rest of college football to say that for sure, but he's, I mean, he's the best in the Pac-12, so. Yeah. What um, does our secondary look like next year? You got Keith uh, Taylor. Keith Taylor is going to be your stud of studs. I think Elijah Molden will be the other one outside. Miles Bryant's going to continue to be your nickel. Yep. And then I see uh, there's Don, Don Hampton could, uh, could see some major playing time. I also really like uh, Julius Irving uh, as a safety. He would yeah. be a really good one to look out for. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's going to look different. Yeah, but I don't imagine that they're going to struggle too much. Well, every time you think that they're not going to – they're going to take a step back, they don't. Yeah, true. So uh, They I, seem I, to be getting better. Yeah, I think that – and as I say that, if you if I could trade Jordan Miller and Byron Murphy for Kevin King and Sidney Jones, I would do it. Really? I do. Yeah, those two those two were so good. Uh, and maybe some of it was there was more pressure being applied to the quarterbacks. Yeah. But, um, you know, Byron Murphy and and Sidney Jones are the two the two kind of lockdown guys, uh, and I don't see a ton of difference between them. But I think there's a big difference between uh, Jordan Miller and Kevin King. Yeah. I mean, but what about Keith Taylor? What do you, what do you think about him in two years? Yeah. Now, talk to me in two years. Keith Taylor is, I think, Kevin King the yeah. second. I Maybe. Mean, they're, they're Maybe even the better. Guy. And I think you're probably right. I think he'll probably be better because Kevin King, if I believe he was actually a Sark guy, and Keith Taylor's been with this coaching staff his entire career yeah so well and i mean don't look now but we're on the verge of landing another four-star cornerback out of arizona yeah i mean i know that that room is filling up and uh the word is out if if washington offers you as a defensive back they think that you have a very good chance of getting to the nfl Yes, absolutely. And, and why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to come here for that? I mean, we just keep pushing them out, right? And at this point, the two place, the two places that they're dominating, uh, recruiting, and they're dom- they're putting most of these guys in the NFL is defensive, and they just got another major pickup this today uh just yesterday in the defensive line yeah i'm gonna butcher his name kuatele yeah Yeah. 
Fatui. Fatui. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Four star out of and, Hawaii. And, yes. And you saw who his other four teams were, right? Alabama, Ohio State, and Texas. Yes. Something like that. Yes. Yeah. We were the only school on the West Coast that he was looking at. Yeah. And we got him. Yeah. That's a that's a big time get. Well, and that, uh, and that, that makes three or four four star guys in this class and we're still going after Moss. Yeah. Uh we're we're heading in the right direction. But we have one more game this year. Uh and of course that is the Apple Cup. Uh Washington is headed to Pullman the day after Thanksgiving. Everything rides on this game. The Pac-12 North is in question. A possible college football playoff is in question. This is the biggest game for the Cougs, probably in their recent history at least. And uh, you can tell that there is a lot of nervous energy around that fan base. Oh, yeah. I think there's there's a lot of nervous energy around both fan bases. I think so, but man, the 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 Coug fans I've been around. My boss is a Coug fan. He won't even look at me. Really? Every time I tried to talk to him this week, he just blew me off. He wasn't having any of it. Huh. So um, and and he says that you know he can't watch. You know, I have a hard time watching the Apple Cup myself with other people because I feel like if it gets to a point where Washington State's looking really good. I'm not going to be pleasant to be around. No, man, it's been a while since they've looked good in an Apple Cup, though, isn't it? Even the last one they won. We were up 18 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So, Washington has won 70% of the Apple Cups that have been played in the 110 years of this rivalry. Yeah. And, And it shows. You know, Washington State has all the momentum. Last year, they had all the momentum. And Mike Leach and his air raid offense just does not work against this Washington defense. Well, you know, we were talking about our run defense against Oregon State last week and how we kind of got exposed on our run defense. Yeah. Washington State's air raid offense well plays into our defensive scheme. Yeah, where, and that's so true. Where – um pre-snap Mike Leach is telling his quarterback to look to see where your receivers routes are going and who has the biggest open patch of grass. Well, with our cornerbacks and our safeties that fly around that open patch of grass, that's open the way that it was open against Arizona shrinks by a quarter. And you have to make that throw in a certain amount of time. And if you don't make that throw in that exact amount of time, our safeties are lighting up your receivers. And your receivers are not going to want to make that catch for you anymore. Do you remember when Azeem Victor almost killed Gabe Marks? Yes. In 2016? Yes. And yep. And it, it, it plays it, – it, the way that our defense is set up, it is so perfect for – the team that plays the air raid offense because we don't we don't have to worry about them running on us all that much but what i think what we do need to worry about is getting to the quarterback we need to get pressure we need to get Minshew moving and Minshew is a more mobile quarterback so if he he can slide out 
And unlike like a Connor Halliday or a, a, a Falk, Falk, he can turn it upfield and he can get 10 yards. So we need to get pressure on him and we need to get it quick and we need to get him uncomfortable so that he can't just sit there and find those open patch of grass. Well, and with, with this offense that Washington State runs, uh, they – abuse blitzing teams uh, because of the they only they out execute teams they only run about four to seven different kinds of plays uh, with just different route trees on those and if they see somebody blitzing they're going to find that vacated space and they're going to sit in and they're going to exploit it yeah. the problem with Wazoo has always had with Washington is they're able to get pressure in the past with four yeah. and that's dropping a seven back in the coverage and what are you going to do with that you can't you can't uh the windows are so small uh then you force your quarterbacks to throw into windows that they're not comfortable throwing into and that's when you get those def- uh inflated scores that we've seen in the apple cup where uh how many did uh falk had two or three interceptions three, three last picks year? yeah yeah peyton vendor in 2016 had like a million picks yeah <laughs> I mean, it was, it, it, it wasn't fair. And so the defensive scheme run well by the Washington defense is the perfect antidote for that prolific offense that put up 55 freaking points in one half against Arizona. But can, but can we get pressured this year with just four guys? That's going to be the big question. Can Greg Gaines and Tevis Bartlett get to the quarterback? Yeah, and that's that's the question that we don't know. Um, however, with the way that our 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 corners and our uh, linebackers can defend and cover, that's going to give them time, and it's going to hopefully throw off the Cougar offense. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm I'm speaking a little bit ahead of myself, but until Mike Leach and I don't think Mike Leach is going to change who Mike Leach is, he's going to have a really hard time beating a disciplined Washington defense. Yeah, I agree. So even though, you know, they're ranked, what are they, seven in the college football playoff ranking, uh, they they should not have a loss. They should not have lost to that crappy U.S. No, they got hosed by the refs. Um, they have a they le- should be undefeated. They have a legit gripe against the Pac-12 refs this year. Yep. So they should be they should be undefeated, and yet I still am confident Washington will win this game on Friday. Well, I'm glad one of us is. You're not feeling it, huh? I am nervous. Did you hear what Kayla McGarry said? No. <laughs> In this post game interview, he said. Friday will be a bloodbath. Really? Dude, they those seniors have not played a competitive game with Wazoo yet in their careers. Huh. Do you think they're going to go out and let Wazoo beat them? No. No, I no. No. I also oh, go, I also heard um uh, the team that matches up the best uh, a, a mirror of us is Cal, but we're so much more talented than Cal, and Cal almost took down Washington State. 
Yeah, but Cal took us down. It's true. We didn't play well. But the the point is Cal's defense is the closest defense to Washington's sure. in the Pac-12. And they and gave they them fits. Washington State a yep. huge game. Yep. And they probably could have won if they didn't freaking put in Brandon McElwain for no freaking reason. God, I hated that. Why didn't they do that against Washington? I know. Because we were Dude. too busy putting in Hainer. Oh, <laughs> uh, we put in our McElwain. Yes. Uh, point, that makes sense. point one. Right. <laughs> so, oops. <laughs> no, I just, is that his nickname for you now? <laughs> point one? Yeah. <laughs> Forever, he hey, will... that is a better passer rating than you or I, right? You, I, yes. There you go. Jake Hanner one point one. I'd be Jake and Trevor zero. <laughs> I'd I'd be I'd still be a zero because you know what I do? I'd hike it and throw it at the ground immediately and be like, I'm good. That's it. I I, I don't want to get hit on my blind side. <laughs> I got McGarry on, on my bl- – no, actually, it's Trey Adams on my blind side. I'm good. Yeah, you're probably in pretty good shape at that point. Yeah. Um, okay, so before we get into what's going on in the Pac-12, we, of course, have the Thanksgiving holiday coming up on Thursday. Jake, you got any cool traditions? <laughs> football. You guys watch football all day? Yeah, man. We go. Uh, we go to my wife's – family's thanksgiving where the men watch football and the women watch football and everybody watches it's wonderful i love it i love it it's it's killer favorite favorite thanksgiving dish stuffing stuffing dude i that's an unfair question like i love stuffing by itself but then like i'll take a roll and i'll put mash i'll cut it in half I'll put mashed potatoes on it. I'll put corn and turkey and gravy, and then I'll put the top half on it and eat it as a sandwich. Oh, so good. Wow. Yeah, it's killer. Wow. Yeah. What about you? Um, this is going to sound weird because it it's not like the, I love it. Uh, oh, you know what? So green bean casserole. Gross. Nobody, nobody likes green bean casserole, Trev. All right. I'll take that. Um, my mother-in-law makes a, uh, like this corn, uh, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, it's like a corn casserole. I don't know. It's, it's corn and, and like cornmeal and I can't get enough of it. And I'm like the only one that likes it. So she makes like a bowl for me every year. <laughs> so you're the only one that likes the corn casserole. You're the only person. You're the only person in America that likes green bean casserole. I am not the only person. Hey, hit me up on on Instagram. All my all my green bean casserole lovers. <laughs> put them. You put them onion straws on top. You got yourself a crunchy, crunchy, awesome meal. Literally, nobody's gonna put anything on Instagram about that. My mom will. <laughs> Love you, honey. But... <laughs> Oh, I like your crappy green bean casserole. <laughs> yeah, so, it's such a waste of oven space. Like, man, get out of here. Like that could be one more pie that you just ruined <laughs> by, by, by putting in a green bean pa- casserole. Whatever. That could be another pecan pie. Pecan. It's pecan. It's pecan. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so let's get to the really important stuff. You, my friend, owe me a jersey. <sighs> Utah. The Utes, the final Pac-12 South team that has never won the Pac-12 South has now become victorious and insto making me victorious. Hate you. You thought Zach Moss goes down? They're done. Quarterback (sighs) goes down? They're done. What do they do? They dominate. Okay. That's enough rubbing it in now. I don't know if I want the red jersey or the black jersey. I'll let you choose. (laughs) I thought we were doing a... uh... Oh, no, you're right. We did do that team, didn't we? Uh-huh. I'm going to get you a helmet with a feather on it. I like the triangle ones. I told you I'm a triangle guy. Did you see Did you see the whole Twitter battle between Utah and Oregon when Utah put um, the feather on their helmet? Yeah, Oregon, like, <laughs> quoted Bane. Yeah, they? yeah. You merely adopted the feather. <laughs> we were born with the feather. We were molded by it. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. There isn't much better than putting college kids in charge of, like, the Twitter feeds yeah. of these brands. Like, the best one, it's not even call. It's not even sports. They must give it to, like, a 23-year-old, like, college bro, uh, Wendy's. Oh, yeah. When- Wendy's will roast people. <laughs> Wendy's Twitter account is legit. It's fire. Yeah. So that one's pretty fun to follow. Just like if you ask them what to buy at a McDonald's, they'll tell you to get a McRefund and stuff like that. It's <laughs> refund. Yeah. That's pretty good. So, uh, yeah, the Pac-12 last week, um, it wasn't super, uh, super crazy. Uh, you know, UCLA going and beating SC – Essentially ending the ta- uh, the Helton era at SC. I heard otherwise. Colorado. You think that he's sticking around? I heard that USC doesn't want to part ways with him. That they're not ready to do that, and they don't have they don't want to spend the money to do that. They're in some trouble, and part of it is they they lack upper leadership. So maybe it isn't. But we do know that one coach is gone, and that is Mike McIntyre has been fired by the University of Colorado. Did I call that or did I call that? You we called that at the beginning of the year. Yeah, you're right, we did. Yeah, we both had them as the cellar dwellers of the Pac-12 South. And for a while, after 5 weeks it looked like we were dead wrong, but we were right. I think they will finish last in the Pac-12 South again. I think it's funny that the first time we talk about coaches on hot seats we talk about him, and then the game, they lose that game, and he gets fired. Yeah, and uh, I hate to say this, but have you heard any of the names linked to that Colorado job? Jimmy Lake. Jimmy Lake. Yeah. Now, the only thing so, that I've heard that Jimmy Lake it wouldn't be the coach there is that they're looking for somebody that has previous experience because everything – like. There's no other coaching jobs open. Colorado is yeah. like the job. So, yeah, we'll see. And Les Miles was uh, just taken off the board by Kansas, so he's not a uh, an option at Colorado. Yeah. Um, uh, another name that has been linked to them would be Jim Levitt, who was their defensive coordinator 
when uh, when Colorado made it to the Pac-12 championship and then was paid a crazy amount of money to go down to Eugene and be their D coordinator. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, I would be surprised if Jimmy Lake ends up taking that job. Uh, if he's offered it, it would be hard to turn that down. That's a major power five school with potential to, to in kind of a wacky Pac-12 South. They could uh, they could take a stranglehold on it if they get the right coach in there, and I think we could kind of say that about any coach down there. Well, and and the best thing he has going for him for Colorado is he has West Coast ties, and he is a phenomenal recruiter. So he could immediately make an impact there with getting some recruits there. Oh yeah, absolutely. I would hate it. I it would suck. But is there another job? In the Pac-12 that you would take over that that's going to come open in the foreseeable future? USC would be the only one if it yeah. comes open. Um, yeah. Because – I think it's a better job than the Arizona schools. Uh, well, neither one, of the, neither one of those schools are going to come open. He said which ones are going to come open. Neither one of the sure. – both. What? I said sure. Both of them have new, brand new coaches. Yeah. Uh, UCLA is not going anywhere. Chip Kelly's going to stay. Um, the only co- not going yeah the yeah the only co- yeah you can't fire him after winning his first back to South Championship. Right. Uh, the only the only job I could see potentially happening is USC. You know what else? And I'm gonna keep sticking to this until he doesn't quit. Is um, I could see the Stanford job coming available. He's not gonna quit. I'm I'm wondering they're taking a step back. This would be a great time while your name is still good to get yourself into the NFL. Yeah, I don't think so. We'll see. If I'm right, it doesn't matter. If I'm wrong, it doesn't matter, but I'll tell you about it. Sure. So, um, other things that happened in the Pac-12. Uh, oh, yeah. WSU destroys Arizona. They scored 55 points in the first half. They could have scored 100 if they would have kept playing. Yeah, that sucked. Yeah, um, Arizona State, they were in the driver's seat in the Pac-12 South. It felt weird. I was rooting for Oregon. They were up big, and Oregon, I, you know, that, that Oregon loss just is so frustrating because Oregon has shown us they're not a great team. No. They are an average team in an average conference. And in reality, you know, it was a, a makeable kick that the kid missed. But that Oregon team should – you know, they should be around six and six. Yeah. And they tried their hardest to let Arizona State back in. There were two plays in that game that I, I just couldn't believe how inept the Pac-12 refs are. There was one where there was a, uh, a, a strip sack of Manny Wilkins. Oregon clearly jumped on top of it. And they the Pac-12 refs said that he was down by contact and that was never reviewed. And then at the end of the game, Arizona State went for a two-point conversion to tie the game at 31, and the kid caught it. The referees called him out of bounds, and video evidence showed that he he caught the ball with his foot inbounds, and they never reviewed it. It was crazy. Yeah, I, you're right. They're just so bad. I mean, they already 
the Pac-12 refs have pretty much just ruined the Pac-12 having a representative in the college football playoff already this year. Um, and it just seems like once a week there's something like this happening. Well, and then a couple of weeks ago, we didn't really touch on it too much, but in one of the games, they had a, uh, a representative from the Pac-12 go up into the replay booth and tell the referees what the call needed to be. Yeah. And then he radioed it down. And that's, that's, that's some backwoods, some backwater stuff that you don't want to see. Yeah. It's bad. Cause you want to think you, what would you rather think that your, your referees in your conference are inept or they're, uh, curtailing to uh, a, a different kind of narrative. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, right. You know what I don't want is if I'm a Big 12 team or an SEC team, I don't want a Pac-12 officiating crew. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, and I'm sure that all of them I, – I, I'm sure if we were a Iowa podcast, we'd have a cool name like Fourth and Inches, a Hawkeye podcast. <laughs> and, and we would uh, probably complain about Big 10 refs. But I watch a lot of Pac-12 football, and I watch a lot of uh, tomfoolery with uh, officiating crews. Yeah. Uh, are you ready for some picks? All Let's right. go over where we're at. Yeah, uh, let's not. So, Jake, uh, <laughs> Jake, if you need to take out a second mortgage to pay for all these jerseys, I understand. Um, I am now ahead of you. Are we going I through went, the bowl season? Uh, not all the bowl games. I think we should do the, the Pac-12 games. Let's keep it true to what we've been doing. And the college football playoff. Sure. Okay. Um, Jake, you went two and three. I went four and one. I am now forty and thirty-eight, and you are thirty-nine and forty. Awesome. No, you're thirty-nine and forty-one. Oh, uh, even better. Yeah. Um. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games this week. We'll start with the Civil War. Who is the Civil War between? The Oregon, Oregon State. There you go. I'm going to quiz you on all the ones that I know. Okay. And Oregon is favored by 16 and a half points. Jake. Oregon. Oregon. I'm going to go OSU because I think they can score with Oregon. Okay. The next one, I don't think it has a really cool name because it's Stanford-UCLA. That's not a rivalry game. And uh, Stanford is favored by six and a half. What do you think? Stanford. Yeah, I agree. So have you heard of uh, Stanford? So Stanford and Cal is postponed. Yeah. That's their big rivalry game. Have you heard what it's called? Um, I'm sure I have, but I don't know off the top of my head. So it sounds weird because, you know, Stanford and Cal are two of the three really uh, elite academic institutions in the, in the uh, Pac-12. And the title of their rivalry is Big Game. Really? Yeah, they don't have, it's not the big game, it's Big Game. Huh. Kind of weird, huh? Yeah, it is kind of weird. Next up, we have the Territorial Cup. That, yeah, 
Utah, Colorado? No, that is Arizona State, Arizona. Dang it, that was going to be my first guess. ASU is favored by one and a half. I'm going to go with uh, ASU. I am as well. Gosh. Then we have Colorado at Cal. And Cal is favored by 12 and a half points. That's a tough line because Cal doesn't score that well. Who are they playing? Colorado. The question is, has Colorado given up? Oh, man. Well, Mike McIntyre is coaching the rest of the year. And his players are going to finishing the year. Yeah, his players are going to want to play for him. So I'm going to take Colorado. That didn't work for Tyrone Willingham. <laughs> he sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Um, I'm going to go with Cal. Uh, then we, oh god, we have Notre Dame number three, eleven and zero Notre Dame coming to the Coliseum. Ugh, Thirty points for USC. <clears throat> To try to finish with a six and six record and make a coveted bowl. No way, this is for a bowl game. It is. USC is not them, about to go to a bowl game. They are five and six overall. Holy cow! They finish five and seven. Notre Dame is favored by ten and a half. Notre Dame. Oh, no doubt. What you said, thirty? You take them up to thirty. <laughs> I I would take them up to twenty one. Yeah, I think I, that would be. A I might even. I, I might even really take them. Well. I I think I'd even take them all the way up to twenty four, twenty five. Yeah. I think USC is so bad, and Notre Dame's defense yeah. is so good. Yeah. Yep, I totally agree with you. I think that's going to be a shellacking. Yeah. And if they decide to keep a hold of Clay Helton, God help us. I mean, that that would be such a lame duck season. They would they're still gonna pull in some recruits, but the Clay Helton is the reason why Washington is getting shots at these guys that are usually USC guys. And I love it. Yeah. I mean, ask that recruit that flopped to USC like two years ago. How's how's that working out for him? Yeah, the kid from Oregon. Yeah. Yeah, uh, not well. Mar- I know he hurt his back. Mar- Marlin? Tui Pelotu. Yeah. Yeah. Then we have BYO, the Holy War. <laughs> BYU, Utah. <laughs> yeah, BYU, Utah. Uh, Utah, it's... Did you say it's called the Holy Water War? No, Holy War. Okay. Holy Water War, that would probably have to be between two Catholic schools. Like Notre Dame and... I can't think of another Catholic. I know a lot of Catholic basketball schools, but I don't know if there's a lot of Catholic football schools I can think of. I don't know. You, did Did you watch that 30 for 30 Catholics versus convicts? Uh, would that be Notre Dame against Miami? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it, but I heard it. So good. Um, Utah is favored by 13. What do you think? I'm going to take Utah. Me too. God, Trev. Well, we got two different. You'll be fine. <laughs> I need at least three. <laughs> well, I guess you're going to have to pick the Cougar on this one. Nope. <laughs> so now we're down to the Apple Cup. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, this one's tough. No, so I don't know who between. it is between. 
Yeah, it's between the University of Washington. Oh. And then it's uh, the state school in the same state. Oh. And it's it's apples. Uh, they're really, like, Washington is known for its apples, agriculture. Well, they are. All that stuff. Yeah, so. Oh. Yeah, lots of apples. Actually, a lot of apples on the uh, east side of the state. So uh, A lot of strawberries on an island, I heard. Oh, the best strawberries. <laughs> this show brought to you by Bell's Farm. Bell's Farm, <laughs> the best place to get strawberries <laughs> and all other forms of produce. Bell's Farm. Are we dash farm.com? Are we done? Uh, Bell's Farm. Get at them. Mm. Berry Days. Find them on Twitter. Find them on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you name it, we're there. <laughs> so. Uh, we should call it the Strawberry Cup if we're being honest. I mean, I would. I yeah. I might just from now on. Yeah, we can we can start it trending. I don't oh, think it's going to catch on. We All six we can of our call aren't going to get in. We can call it the Bell's Cup. <laughs> you know what? I love it. Done. Bell's or Bell's Bell Balls Balls Bell's Balls Bell, Bell's Bell's. <laughs> This is going off the rail. Okay, so uh, Washington going into Washington State. Washington State is favored by three. Uh, It's no no secret. I'm going to take Washington to cover and win. Yes, we will. And then we will, next week, we will be talking about Washington headed to the Pac-12 championship for a rematch of an early season game against Utah. Yeah. So until then, go dogs. Go dogs.